Here we go on a Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. It's great to have you with us. I, today, am at a Norman institution, Mitchell's Jewelry. And uh, Shay and I have had great experience here at Mitchell's over the years. In fact, Shay's engagement ring was purchased here at Mitchell's Jewelry and many other items as well because they are the best at what they do. They've got a great selection. They've got the best diamonds, the best prices, and the best people in the business. They are on Main Street, 2201 West Main Street, right across the street from Panera Bread, north of Panera Bread. If you're a Norman resident, you know all about Mitchell's. They give back to the community, good people with Newt and uh, Gina Mitchell here. And uh, they are having their Super Bowl sale, but not that kind of super S-O-U-P-E-R, their Super Bowl sale, Mitchell's Jewelry Super Bowl sale, going on right now through this Sunday, February 4th. You can save 50% on one item when you bring in five cans of soup or another food item to benefit Meals on Wheels of Norman. It's a great way to share the love this month with those who need it the very most and perhaps find a little something for you or your Valentine as well here at Mitchell's Jewelry. And it's been my go-to place uh, with Shay for any big gift. And Shay's always, you know, many times I'll say, Mitchell's is having a sale. And there she goes out the door. But uh, good folks here at Mitchell's Jewelry and Norman, they've been here uh, since 1981, Norman Institution. And if you're a Normanite, you know all about Newt and Gina. Uh, we're going to talk with uh, the Mitchells. We're going to talk with Summer McGuire from Meals on Wheels, the associate director there. We've even got Kellen Manick out here. Brady Manick's brother works out here. Yes, he's tall. He's got the beard. Uh, I don't know if he quite has the three-point shot that Brady has, but a super nice guy. We were talking about Brady before opening up the mics out here. Brady is playing in Lithuania after a really solid career at Oklahoma and in that great year in Chapel Hill at North Carolina. So it's great to be out here at Mitchell's Jewelry today. And we'll give you more information about this big Super Bowl sale as we continue on here on Steel Man and Thune. Parker Thune, how you doing? Well, Steely, I have just one question for you because I need to know, I need to set my expectations now. Are you going to be attending slash competing in the bowling party tonight? I am not. There is another event. There is another event happening, but uh, you are? You're competing? Of course I am. I just needed to know whether my co-host was going to be opposing me. Normally I would. It's just it's a scheduling conflict. I will say last year it was my worst bowling outing of all time. I mean, we had a great time with the crew out there and everything, but I was oh for 10 on spares. Ooh. I could not. I was. It was like OU's free throw shooting last night. Miss, 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 miss. Man, but we didn't get the win. OU still got the 20-point win last night, despite that uh, free throw shooting from OU. And again, by the way, great win by Porter and company. I don't want to complain too much. It is a road win that they really, really needed. But so what is the over and under on Parker Thune's score tonight? I'm going to say 135. Ooh, I'm going to go ahead and take the over. I will take the over on 135. Yeah. If I only end up with 135, I'll be quite disappointed in myself. So uh, should we set it a little bit higher then, like 145, 150? I'm going to say 160. Wow, you'll be in contention then. You could be in contention. 
I hope so. I hope I can bring it tonight. I don't bowl often. I haven't bowled in, well, gosh, almost two years now. And so generally it takes me a few frames to get the muscle memory right again. But once that yeah. muscle memory kicks in, I'm usually pretty solid. It took me uh, 10 frames a year ago to get – well, and, and 10 frames didn't even work to get the muscle memory. Like I said, 0 for 10 on spares. It was absolutely brutal. Will you, if you win, either if you win the individual honors or if you win the team honors tonight, will you do the, who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> oh, man. Who who would that sound best coming from? Who could pull that off? Probably because, Teddy. Yeah, not me. I'm yeah. too young. Teddy's aiming for 69. His goal was to shoot a bowl of 69 last year, and he did. Did he? His, he needed one pin. He needed one pin and he got in the, the final one. frame to to get uh, get to 69, and he rolled it and it hit one pin, and that was it. He it was it was really the most remarkable performance of last year's bowling festivities. So that'll be fun for you guys tonight. All right, uh, how about the Sooners last night? You know what? And you can talk about the free throw shooting. That's great, okay? That's great. It, it was not good. But you know what was great? A road victory by 20 to get this team back on track. This was a much-needed win, and you had a great performance Again, from Jalen Moore with 23 and 9. What do we talk about with JV and McCollum? He's got to, you know, he's got to be more of a factor. 21 points. He knocked down 9 of 10 free throws, by the way. And then you had Sam Godwin had a great game, I thought. 11.7 rebounds. He was 3 of 9 from the charity stripe. Rivaldo Suarez continues to play well. Uh, and you can talk about, well, Kansas State was awful. I don't care. I don't care about Kansas State. <laughs> That was a win for Oklahoma and a possibly a season-saving kind of win last night, Parker. Season-saving, I wouldn't go quite that far because you still got to navigate the rest of the gauntlet in the Big 12. So it's a good win for Oklahoma, no doubt, and a win they needed. An impressive win against a good Kansas State team up in Bramlage Coliseum, even though the Wildcats very obviously did not play their best game. But now you got to build on it. Right, One win is great. One win in isolation does not do much to change the Sooners' prospects and their fortunes in the Big 12. So what I would like to see is I'd like to see some of the good things that Oklahoma accomplished last night become patterns. I would like to see Jalen Moore scoring more. I mean, he was outstanding last night. Career-high 23 points was easily the biggest scoring threat start to finish for the Sooners, a guy that was making plays all over the court. But even so, I would like to see the Sooners do some things that they didn't do last night as well. It was far from a perfect game. Obviously, you want to see him shoot better at the charity stripe. I still want to see Javian McCollum a bit more involved on the offensive end. But all in all, just what the doctor ordered for Oklahoma. A gritty no win doubt. on the road in Big 12 play. They needed it. Let's hear from uh, Porter Moser on the uh, post game last night with T. Rowe, and uh, I would say, yeah, he was pretty pumped up. Here it is. Congratulations! What a performance tonight. No, I'm, I'm, I was really with the guys. You know, just how they bounced back. I mean, that was, you know, we've talked. I've done like ten interviews since the Texas Tech game, and just and how the guys were. And I, my message was like, these guys are 
so crushed, but they're like, we were so close, and we just know what we did wrong. And we had some, uh, the the way they guys prepared for this game, and the way we defended. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a clinic defensively. The way those guys, our, our guys, communicated on the floor, and we got to build it. We just said in the locker, why would we do it any other way? Yeah. Um, we were so locked in, opposed to some of the things in the second half against Texas Tech, and that was that was elite defense. Um, we took care of the ball. We only had nine turnovers. Um, their crowd was elite, trying to get it back, and every time our guys answered. In, in this environment, and uh, really, really, truly a, a great—it's the best I've seen. JV and Los together lead. They so—they both were so loud. They both were so leading. And uh, I mean, Los's defense—I mean, it was just tremendous. And then JV at the end, just hard to catch him. Uh, you know, he's uh, at the end when they're trying you to teach him those one-handed scooping layups like that. When thing? they go in, I did. Used when, to do yep, it? Yep. when they went in, went in, I did. How about Jalen Moore tonight? Twenty-three points, nine rebounds. I mean, just the way he started us, got got us in, in, in the game, and his energy level. And um, you know, it was funny because we we said to him, I think would you, one of us told me like that he had only had one rebound last game. And I think uh, he's like, he took it to heart. We asked him how many rebounds he was getting. He goes, 20. And I go, all right, seriously. He goes, all right, 10. And, uh, and what, I, what I loved, he just had a, a just, just together, just a complete uh, toughness to us defensively in this environment. You know, you won by 20. You didn't shoot the ball great. <laughs> no. And you were terrible we're at saying. the free throw. I know. Trust me. Trust me. I know. I mean, we, we're, 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 <laughs> there's no like, question They there, had like five points in the first t- ten minutes, and I'm like, I feel like we should be up 20. Yeah. And we weren't because our free throws. And I don't want to make a big deal out of this. We shot a bunch. We came here last night and shot it. And uh, sometimes it gets mental, but we, we got to bounce back because you can't win close games without it. We just saw that last game. I would imagine, uh, you know, the locker room was was happy, but you gotta you gotta uh, careen this forward now. You got another road game coming up on Saturday, so how do you keep them from you know getting complacent after tonight? Just explaining the why. I mean, yeah. we, we we showed why we we lost those games last last uh, you know this week in the second half, and I thought our, our, I thought. Um, the way we uh, stayed together defensively and communicated, and like that, I think they saw it. They were excited. Like Los right away goes, "Now that was fun playing defense like that." Like they <laughs> they saw how elite their defense was tonight, and uh, and it was it was great to see. And I thought Sam Sam had a great night again. It's great to see him, you know, have eleven and seven uh, jump back in there. And here's the other thing about Sam: he drew eight fouls. Yeah, he drew eight fouls. That's like a huge stat. Um, that that happens that he just gets you in bonus. I mean, he had one like just going to the glass, and he's relentless. And uh, you know, we were three for four, three for fourteen from three, and twenty four for thirty nine. Missed fifteen free throws. If you'd have told me we went on by twenty in this environment, I would have said no way. But it just shows you how good our defense is. And I thought we played really smart. One last thing, you've not been happy the last couple of games by how many three pointers you gave up to yeah, Texas yeah, yeah. and Texas exactly. Tech. Exactly, we talked about that. tonight. They go four of twenty eight. You're one of the best three-point defensive teams in the country. That's now 42 consecutive games, and an opponent hasn't hit double-digit threes on you. But four of 28 from three, thats you got to be thrilled. No, we talked about it. I mean, we really, you know, Texas Tech got loose for a bunch in the second half. So did Texas. And we just, it just, uh, it hasn't, it isn't characteristic of us. So we righted the ship, and I thought we guarded the three-point line um, very, very well tonight. And uh, it started with, I just thought we got, we were super active. We got 20 deflections. We counted deflections. We had 20 deflections. We got seven gaps where it's a gap is three stops in a row. We got seven of those where we got in different parts of the game three different stops in a row. Usually when we get seven gaps in a game, that's our, that's our watershed moment right there. We win like 90% of the time. 
There you go. That is uh, Porter Moser with T-Row last night. Big win in Manhattan for the Sooners. They look now to a matchup with UCF coming up Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. By the way, the OU ladies with a huge opportunity tonight. Get out to the Lloyd Noble Center. Jenny Moranchek and company hosting number two, Kansas State. No Ioka Lee, but remember K-State again. Uh, still winning a bunch of basketball games. They've only lost once on the season. Can Jenny and company, who've won seven of eight, can they get the victory tonight at the LNC against K-State? All right, we are here at Mitchell's Jewelry, Norman Institution on Main Street. Their Super Bowl sale is underway. Great chance for you to save a lot of money and help out the local community. We'll tell you about Meals on Wheels of Norman. When we get back, Summer McGuire will join us for a few minutes here at Mitchell's, tell you about this event, how you can help. We'll do all of that next right here on The Ref. We are back here on a Wednesday, Steelman and Thune at noon. We want to thank uh, Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring our first hour as well, 405-579-3113. Norman Institution, that's what Mitchell's Jewelry is. And you know in this day and age when you jump on social media and everything's so negative and people aren't getting along and every day everybody's trolling everybody, you wonder, are there still really good people out there? And guess what? There are. They may not be on social media, but like already the donations rolling in here to Mitchell's Jewelry, and we're just getting warmed up with this promotion, the Super Bowl sale here at Mitchell's Jewelry to benefit uh, Meals and Wheels of Norman. Uh, whether it's cash donations, canned goods, people are lining up to give. And, yes, it, it warms your heart to see that. We have the Associate Director of Meals on Wheels of Norman, Summer McGuire, with us. And uh, this is a big event for you guys every year. And, you know, Gina and Newt Mitchell, uh, obviously very much involved in the community. And this is, I think we're going to have another successful again event this year and last year was a, a great success oh yeah this is about the 10th year that mitchell's has helped meals on wheels through their super bowl sale um the items that people donate the canned items is greatly appreciated by our organization this time of year we send out shelf stable meal kits we call them blizzard bags for when bad weather comes and as we know it's inevitable <laughs> so i like to say february is the august of winter because it's cold it, the weather's bad and um so if the weather gets too bad for us to deliver, we send these shelf-stable meal kits out for our clients. Yeah, and if you've ever had a loved one who, uh, you know, is living by himself or herself, and, you know, we're all busy, we want to get over there as much as we can, but sometimes we just can't. Life never seems to slow down. Meals on Wheels has always provided a great service, but it's more than just the meals too, correct? It is. It's the interaction. Um, a lot of times the volunteer that goes to deliver the meals is the only outside contact that the clients receive each day. So it's almost like extended extended family, extended friends. They know someone's checking on them. They know that simple, how are you doing, means the world to them when someone's isolated and doesn't really get out in the community much. Yeah, and uh, those people who help out in assisted living centers, senior citizen centers, you know, whatever you want to call them i'm telling you they they have some of the biggest hearts in the world because my wife and i and we try to take care of her parents and my uh, my mom was taking care of my dad before we lost him to parkinson's and it is it's not an easy chore particularly uh, there aren't many of us who can say yeah i can just do this full time you're doing this while you're working or whatever and it's inspiring but heartbreaking at the same time. And uh, 
we need more people like that, right? And you guys are talking about volunteers also to help out. Not just bringing in the, but if you'd like to volunteer, you can get in touch. Absolutely. You can um, give us a call, 405-321-7272, or go on our website, mealsonwheelsnorman.com. Let us know that you want to help. A delivery route takes about an hour to deliver. Monday through Friday, you, we can go around your schedule. Um, and it really is. It's Seeing the impact is really heartfelt and it's a, it's a great way to give back to the community. And it is, I think, because uh, and, and sometimes we get in these situations where we're going to help somebody with a Thanksgiving meal or something like that or deliver a Christmas present to someone who may be alone. And you think, you know, like I said, we're all busy. Do I have time to do that? Golly, when can I? If you can make time and you get a task like that done, you know, like volunteering for Meals on Wheels, guess what? It also warms your heart, makes you feel better about your day, and gives you a great feeling as well. Yes. I like to say it's filling your bucket because I know that, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, if, if I can do something for somebody else, it really does fill my bucket. So just that simple, you know, on your lunch break, grab a friend, deliver a route, and it really will. It, it's amazing. All right, Summer, tell us how uh, they can find you on social media and get in touch with you. Meals on Wheels of Norman. Yes, uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Um, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, go to our website, mealsonwheelsnorman.com, and you can donate. And please stop by Mitchell's Jewelry and drop off five cans and five cans, and um, you can get fifty percent off an item. So this That's is an amazing promotion. I know. I know. I'm yes. sure my wife's listening right now. What time do I get off work? You know, <laughs> we love do Mitchell's I have five? Jewelry. Do I have five soup cans right now? I think I do. <laughs> probably what she's thinking summer you're a delight thank you for coming by thank and you. thank you for all that you do with this organization does great work in norman and uh, you are very much appreciated well thank you and we want to thank uh, gina and Newt mitchell this is amazing for us yeah absolutely all right. all right 405-651-3439 that is 405-651-3439 knippelmeyer Chevrolet tax line. Parker Thune, what do they want to talk about today? Well, several. Uh, is the first one, tell me it's not about missed free throws right off the bat. No, actually, several okay. folks are pointing out that Emos Steely whiffed on his prediction yesterday. I did. I did. I, you know, there was too much doubt. I said they would win at UCF, but man, if they can get two this week and look, they, their defense was really good. Uh, it, it was an ugly game. Kansas State didn't score for nine and a half minutes. They had a free throw. But their first field goal came with ten and a half minutes left in the first half. But I tell you what, Oklahoma played some pretty darn good defense. And I don't care how it looked, man. It may not have been a Rembrandt or a Michelangelo. It may have been more of a Bob Ross. But you know what? It's also a win. And that's what the Sooners needed. Uh, several other texters are speculating on your whereabouts this evening. Cherokee Sooner says, staying home to watch the Thunder game, SMH. Another listener has said, scheduling conflict with Fortnite, that ain't true <laughs> my mom's turning 82 so that but you know festivities have been happening so that's that's what's going on but uh you guys just need to worry about the over and under on parker thune's score tonight that's what you need to worry about colin kc wants to know why won't porter put caden cooper on the court at all i mean i heard this i think i heard this question earlier I mean, really, usually in this situation, and I'm not trying to – it's Cole. It was Cole the texture, is that right? Uh, was Cole it? and Casey, yes. Yeah, Cole and Casey. I'm not trying to be a smart aleck here, Cole, and I appreciate the question, but usually the answer is they don't feel he's good enough at this stage, right? 
I mean, it's usually a pretty simple answer. And then late in the year, you, you've got away the red shirt versus how much can he truly help us at this stage with this many games left versus burning a red shirt, you know? But normally the answer is, and we get this, well, why isn't so-and-so playing more on the offensive line? Usually the coaches who see them every day in practice don't feel they're ready. And Cooper, I know he's a top 65 high school player, and he might end up being a really great player at OU. But isn't that pretty much the answer, Parker? I mean, I look, I am not one to question Porter Moser's personnel decisions because he's got this basketball team sitting in the top 25 right now in the toughest basketball conference in America. He's seen a lot more Caden. You know, anytime, anytime we question personnel decisions, it's one thing when there is internal conflict about a guy not playing. For instance, I'll transpose this analogy to football. If the word I'm hearing from within the Switzer Center is, we don't understand why XYZ player isn't seeing the field more. Obviously, that creates a conversation worth having because you have people, you know, who get firsthand insight as to what this player is doing, advocating for said player to get more playing time. But if we're not hearing that internally, and we're not on Caden Cooper right now, then I'm going to go ahead and trust Porter Moser because, and I always think back to what former Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer said when asked why he wouldn't play Kellen Mond in week 17 a few weeks back, or a few years back. He said, a reporter asked him, don't you feel the need to see what Kellen Mond can offer you on the football field? And Mike Zimmer said, no, I see him on the practice field every single day. So, Kate yeah, Cooper yeah, obviously exactly. has a ton of potential. We've seen it. It may just be a case where he is better off not getting rushed into action. Keep in mind, the Sooners red-shirted Luke Northweather last year. And in hindsight, that seems to be a pretty good move that Porter Moser made because Northweather has been a contributor for the Sooners this season, but he's very obviously not to the point yet where he's ready to be a key member of the rotation, and the same may be true for Caden Cooper, to that point, a listener in the 580 says, some of you OU fans calling for Porter's job at times need to knock it off and look at the big picture. You're on a roller coaster mood swing. We lose a game. You act like we're absolutely terrible. We are 16-5 and five and ranked in the top 25 playing in the toughest basketball conference. We don't have to be undefeated to be considered successful. It's, uh, it's a lot of progress from the last two years, no doubt. And, and Cole, I appreciate your text. And, again, I wasn't trying to be a smart aleck but that, there, but that usually is the answer. And I know people think, well, man, he was one of the best high school players in the country. I get it. You want to see him. But I think you, you just have to trust the coaches in this situation. Riverwind Casino, you can trust they're always going to have the best promotions. How about their latest promotion, which is, again, unbelievable because, well, first of all, keep in mind – they have nearly 3,000 electronic games out there now on the newly renovated gaming floor at Riverwind Casino. All right? Plus, they've got all your favorite table games. They've got the best bars and dining. But they also have the very best promotions as well. That's how Riverwind rolls. 
every single month with the best promotions of all the casinos in the metro area. Right now, we're talking about the 80K Leap into Love promotion. Get out there, play with your wild card again every day, Monday and Tuesday. Get five times the entries. And then we have the big drawings on Friday night. They also have the 60K Cupid's Mad Dash promotion, giving away $60,000 in cash and bonus play there. Those are Saturday drawings, February 10th and February 24th. Uh, so Riverwind, again, has great promotions for this month. And we have at the Showplace Theater coming up this weekend a show from Air Supply this Saturday night. Get your tickets online at riverwind.com or at the casino box office. Riverwind Casino, again, simply the best. All right, we'll take a quick break right here. More text telling you about the uh, Super Bowl sale here at Mitchell's Jewelry. Bring five canned goods. Bring five cans of soup. Bring some uh, food items, and again, when you bring in five cans of soup or other food, Meals on Wheels of Norman will gladly take it. You can save 50% on one item here at Mitchell's. Coming right back here on the Ref Radio Network. We are back here at Mitchell's Jewelry Norman Institution, the Super Bowl sale benefiting uh, Meals on wheels of Norman, and you, if you want a nice piece of uh, Mitchell's jewelry because they have the best selection in the Norman area, come on out to uh, Mitchell's. Super Bowl sale is going on right now through Sunday, this Sunday, February 4th. Save 50% on one item when you bring in five cans of soup or other food item for Meals on Wheels of Norman. It's a great way to share your love this month with those who need it the very most in the community and perhaps find a little something for you and your Valentine as well gina mitchell is here uh and um this event again mitchell i think uh shay's five favorite words put together are mitchell's is having a sale uh it's right up there at least and gina uh this event is extremely important to you guys it's become an annual thing i know that you guys are also well known for all the great sales you have but uh, why is this so important to you guys? Because you continue to hit it out of the park with this promotion. Well, we love Meals on Wheels. And when, I think that there's nothing more important than taking care of the people who are in our community. So we just like to add that with add some jewelry in there, get some great things going for Valentine's Day. And to us, that's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys have been in Norman since 1981 at this location on Main Street for 11 years now. Um, and you and your husband have done a lot of great things in the Norman community, and, and Norman's your home. Norman is our home, and we loved, you know, of course, being downtown, and that's where everything started for us. But the move that we made here to 2201 West Main just gives us the space to spread out. You know, I was saying to you earlier during COVID, we did the food drives and, you know, had pickups lined up out here and filled those up and took those to Meals on Wheels. So this location is so easy for people to get to. And yesterday we had customers who were just popping in saying, hey, we want to bring in some cans. We may come in and do some shopping next week, but we're here for the food drive, and we want to take care of our residents and, and do that through Meals on Wheels. You know, it's interesting. Norman, uh, Norman grows on you because I was born and raised here, and some people say, well, did you want to go to a bigger market, you know, the Norman, Oklahoma City? I'm like, look. I wanted to uh, be involved with sports, talking about sports. I love what I do. Great people I work with. Norman's a great city. As long as I could be comfortable and love what I, I, I did for a living and still do for a living, Norman's where I want to be because it is a very giving place. 
And, you know, we're up close to 130,000 now population-wise, but it still has a little bit of that small-town community feel. One of the things that we like to really kind of drive home with our staff and, and whenever we talk about our story is, is that we give you the big city feel but with the small town vibe. And that's important to us because, you know, our customers don't need to go anywhere else to shop. They Everything that they could possibly want we have right here, but we're going to give them the kind of one-on-one -on -one attention and customer service. And the customer service is really at the heart of all that we do. Yeah, well, Mitchell's Jewelry's had a great reputation, as I've said, Norman Institution, and uh, Shay got her, you know, we got our engagement ring here. Every time we've come in here, and a lot of times, you know, when I'm thinking of some kind of a gift for Shay, uh, how about something for Mitchell's, and we would come over. Every single time we came over here, we were treated right, and we always felt like we got a great deal. Well, we love that, and, and, you know, we're serving generations of families here. And, of course, Newt has, you know, lived in Norman his whole life, and I see, you know, people will come in, and they went to high school together, and, you know, they're bringing in a grandkid to come shop with us, and that's just so important to us for the generational love and, and to be able to serve generations of, of Normanites here. Well, you've got to have a great product, you've got to have good people, and you have to treat your customers right to stay in business as long as you guys have, and you're still going strong and will be for a long time. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you. We and love having you here. Absolutely. Gina Mitchell, Mitchell's Jewelry, again, uh, she and her husband, Newt, are uh, they're good people, and again, they love giving back to the community. Meals on Wheels of Norman, again, bring five cans of soup or other food item participate here in Mitchell's Super Bowl sale and again you'll save 50 percent on one item when you bring in five cans of soup or another food item for Meals on Wheels of Norman okay 405-651-3439 Ken Implemeyer Chevrolet text line what do we have Parker Thune Brent from Jenks says was starting to get worried last night when K-State cut the lead down to nine but then OU closed strong. Would love to have seen that same fight the last two games, but it looks like they've learned that lesson. Still don't believe Los Uzan needs to be starting. Ooh, that's an interesting take. What do you think, Steely? And, you know, it wasn't his best game, uh, but he did. You know, he's he's kind of a jack of all trades. Uh, so I I liked the lineup last night. It was just a crazy game. Maybe it was contagious. It felt like the Sooners should have been up like 25, right, like 10 minutes into the game with K-State finally getting a field goal nine and a half minutes into the first half. But what I liked was the grit, the determination, rebounding the ball again last night. I thought they played good defense. I know Kansas State missed a few open shots here and there. I'm talking about open shots, but a lot of those were, were really contested by Oklahoma so, like I said, I, I thought it was a great win for OU. Um, and, again, it was nice to see J.B. McCollum really get involved last night. He didn't make a three, but he was 6 of 13 from the floor. The, the layups uh, and the individual moves, you know, getting to the basket was nice. Jalen Moore was fantastic. I mean, easily his best game of the year. Maybe the best game for a Sooner all year. 8 of 11 from the field, 2 of 3 beyond the arc, 23 points, 9 rebounds. Fantastic. I like to see him and uh, J.B. McCollum again when they're aggressive and go after their shot. Within the team concept, Oklahoma can be pretty darn good. Deer Creek Sooner says, I didn't get to watch the game. Why did John Hughley only get nine minutes? Fouls? 
Well, I think because Moore and, uh, you know, Sam Godwin looked like early season Sam Godwin. Now, again, he was only three of nine at the free throw line, which was very problematic. But 11.7 rebounds, he played tough inside. Uh, So I think the other big guys were just having really good nights. Yeah, and Jalen Moore obviously had an outstanding night. That's the type of night, that's the type of game, the type of performance that you would like to see on a regular basis from Jalen Moore if you're going to have some faith that the Sooners can make a deep tournament run because the guard play on the whole has been great for Oklahoma. It's maybe left something to be desired the last few games. McCollum's not scoring as much. Yuzan has been prone to some youthful errors, and Otega Owe was just cold last night. I mean, that happens. But when you get into the tournament, guard play is generally going to travel. You still want to have a strong interior presence and athletic guys that can make a difference in the paint. Jalen Moore is certainly one of those dudes, and when he's on like he was last night, he's a very difficult player to account for because he is freakishly athletic for being that large of a human being. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so the Sooners next up uh, in Orlando against UCF on Saturday, 3 p.m. starts, and uh, you win this one in Oklahoma. They play, uh, you know, they'll have to make more free throws. You can't get away with missing 15 free throws in a game, in a road game in the conference again. But, again, they did enough last night to get it done, so big win for Porter and company. Uh, If they can beat the Knights on Saturday and then come home and they've got BYU at home next Tuesday night, Saturday, February 10th, battle against Oklahoma State, all of a sudden you're looking like a 7-4 team in the Big 12, and that's a big-time bounce back if they can get that done. All right, break time right here. We're at Mitchell's Jewelry. Mitchell's is open 9-6 to on Monday through Friday, 9-5 to on Saturday, and this Sunday, 1-4, to Mitchell's Jewelry Super Bowl sale going on now. Through this Sunday, save 50% on one item when you bring in five cans of soup or another food item for Meals on Wheels of Norman. Making great deals, doing great work in the community here at Mitchell's Jewelry on Main Street in Norman. Coming right back on the ref. In Norman Mitchell's Jewelry. Super Bowl sale going on now through Sunday. Bring five cans of soup or another canned food item. Save 50% on one item here at Mitchell's Jewelry. All of this benefiting a great organization. Meals on Wheels of Norman, a great way again to share your love in the community with those who need it the very most. And maybe find something for your Valentine here at Mitchell's Jewelry. All right. Uh, 1251. We have, you know what? We got a lot of time for texts right here. Knippelmeyer, Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. Let's do it. To the text line, we go straight away. A 512 listener says, Yuzan not starting? Question mark. He is the conductor of our offense, especially with the pick and roll. Yeah, I like Milo Yuzan, and he hasn't played perfect ball lately. Far from it. Uh, but He's athletic. He can knock down the outside shot. He can slash. He he'll make a, he'll he'll create a careless turnover every now and again. I think that's kind of the bugaboo with him is that sometimes he plays a little bit out of control. But all in all, I mean, there's a reason why that guy's NBA draft stock is as high as it is, and why he is so highly regarded uh, by folks that keep their eyes out for potential professional players. And it's because he's got the size. He's got the smarts. He's got the athleticism. He's got the shooting ability. 
I don't think he needs to be the primary scoring threat for Oklahoma. I think that guy is Javian McCollum, and it should be Javian McCollum. But when the offense runs through Milos Uzan, it's been pretty effective for the most part. Yeah. All right, 405-651-3439. That is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, and they are rolling in. A listener asks, it's a very basic but very pertinent question after last night, Steely. How do you fix free throw issues? Keep shooting a man, and you know how much they work on those in practice. You know, it cracked me up. Hey, Porter, why don't you make them shoot and practice? Believe me, they do. They've just been through a rough stretch. And I think, again, when you start missing, it becomes contagious. Mental. They're tougher to make on the road, right? Uh, so, again, for the most part this year, Oklahoma's been a pretty reliable free throw shooting team. But against Tech and last night Manhattan, they weren't. A listener in the 316 says, have to make free throws 61%. Won't do it. Lucky they played K-State. Well, look, yes, K-State, again, I do think Oklahoma deserves some credit for their defense. I also think Oklahoma rebounded the basketball well. I think they only turned it over nine times. And in that environment, that's not easy to do. So the Sooners deserve some credit. Yeah, K-State missed some open shots, but a lot of those were very contested. And the other thing, Parker, that I was impressed with is – you're sitting there, I'm sure every Sooner fan was thinking the same thing. Man, with all these missed free throws, it's only a matter of time. Kansas State's going to make a run. They got to within nine at one point, right? And you think, oh, my gosh, here it comes. You know, you just can't keep missing that many at the charity stripe and win against a pretty good team on the road. But then Oklahoma came back and counterpunched again and opened up a double-digit lead and then won by 20. So, that's not easy. So people can talk about, well, Kansas State's horrible. And and clearly, you're not going to win hardly any games missing 15 on the road uh, at the charity stripe. But the bottom line is they did enough other good things to overcome that. Elsewhere on the text line, Cherokee Sooner says, we need to get Shaq off the staff. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, Postal Sooner says, through the first 10 games, I thought Owe could be an All-American. He has been a no-show since. What has happened? I mean, I I think it's a lot more about there are just a lot more options on this team, right? Uh, Owe or Uzan, they have an off night. Then you get Jalen Moore again with 23 last night. J.B. McCollum wakes up and pours in 21. Uh, Rivaldo Suarez has been really good. And Suarez, again, uh, hit double digits last night. So, you know, they don't have a great go-to guy. They just don't. There aren't many college teams that do anymore. Most of those guys are in the NBA. But they have some skilled players who on any given night can have a night. And uh, so I think it's going to be kind of that way for the rest of the season. I'm with you. I still like McCollum as the number one option. I'm liking Jalen Moore a lot more. Uh, but, you know, they, they, it's not like they have, we've got to get this guy here, you know, a shot at crunch time. So they're, they're kind of spreading the wealth a little bit. I mean, can we, can we harp on the good, too? Kansas State didn't score until nine minutes into the game last night. Well, you know, that's only because Kansas State can't shoot. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, 
really, it's not amazing to me that Twitter went negative. You know, T-Row was talking about, you know, the uh, the trip back. You know, they open up Twitter and they see instead of, wow, you know, got that road win you needed. It was more bitching about the free throws. And I get it. I think Sooner fans realize, look, you know, you can – Got away with that last night, but, you you know, it, it obviously came back to haunch against Texas Tech. I get the frustration, but the headline last night is that Oklahoma won in Manhattan, and it started to, you know, go back in a positive direction. If you lose that game last night, again, you're staring at UCF coming up Saturday and a potential, you know, three and uh, three and six record, right, in the conference. So... Uh, you know, I, look, it, it wasn't a masterpiece, but you know what? It was a really good win for OU, period. And let me ask Let me ask very candidly, do masterpieces exist? Can they exist in the Big 12? I mean, this is a league, this is a conference where you've just got to gut it out and grind it out, night in and night out, in order to stay on top. It's a hard thing to do. It is a tough schedule that the Sooners have to navigate. I would venture a very safe guess that at the end of the season, we will look back on what Oklahoma did in Big 12 conference play, and we can analyze every single game individually, and it probably won't look picturesque. There will be an element of ugliness to it. But if you can hang more wins in the column than losses, you're going to be okay. And you're going to end up with a spot in the field of 68. And that's all you can ask for. Hashtag uh, gut and grind. Not bad. I like that. Gut and grind. All right. We got to get out of here for hour number one. We're here at Mitchell's Jewelry helping out a great cause. And uh, they've got a great sale happening. We'll tell you more about that. Want to thank Tim Lasher and his company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, for sponsoring our first hour, 405. 5793113 5793113 be right back talking to you from Mitchell's jewelry today Mitchell's jewelry the Super Bowl sale is going on right now through this Sunday February 4th you can save uh, 50% on one item when you bring in five cans of soup or another Food item to benefit Meals on Wheels of Norman. It's a great way to share the love with those who really need it in the Norman community. And you might just find a great Valentine's gift for your sweetheart right here at Mitchell's. Or in lieu of cans, customers can make a $20 donation to Meals on Wheels. Lots of these donations, again, are showing up without taking advantage of the sale. And we love to see those cans stacked in the entryway as well. And they are stacking up already. People of Norman, when you ask them to help and contribute, they normally do. And they, uh, they've they got great respect and admiration for Mitchell's Jewelry, uh, a Norman institution, and what they do in the community. So bring your canned food items out here or in lieu of the cans. Make a $20 donation to Meals on Wheels. Mitchell's is open uh, 9 to 6 on Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 on Saturday, and this Sunday from 1 to 4. Don't forget they have a big Antwerp Diamond event happening on Friday, February 9th through Sunday, February 11th. Mitchell's Jewelry always gives away an Antwerp Diamond during this event. This will be the 72nd 
diamond that they've given away. Everyone who orders or purchases a diamond during this event is eligible to win their diamond up to $5,000. They, uh, they're good people out here with a great reputation at Mitchell's Jewelry, 2201 West Main Street here in Norman. Parker Thune, uh, let's hear from Jalen Moore last night. He had a great game for the Sooners, no doubt about it. He was spectacular. 23 points, 9 rebounds, 8 of 11 from the field, 2 of 3 beyond the mark, the uh, the arc, rather. He was on the mark from behind the arc. Here is Jalen Moore in the postgame talking about his performance in a big Sooner victory. Um, I feel like just the defensive end, I mean, we were guarding, and then I was getting out, we was getting out of transition, so I got some good buckets there. And then the shoot, knocking down the cherry ball, those reps, so, hey. I feel like our focus is just good. I feel like these last two games, we didn't, you feel me, we weren't locked in on our, we were locked in on the scouting report, we didn't, we didn't get the scouting report into the game. So I feel like this game, we were more mentally locked in and physically locked in, so we were able to get the scout into the game, so. Very big win. I mean, it's a quad one win. Quad one win on the road, so, hey, you can ask for them better. There you go. Yeah. Big night, and the Sooners now take some momentum to Orlando on Saturday. Central Florida, the opponents in Orlando, 3 o'clock again on Saturday on ESPN+. Back home at the LNC next Tuesday night against BYU, 7 o'clock game ESPN+. And then uh, Bedlam Round 1 Saturday, February 10th against the Cowboys, 6 o'clock on ESPN Plus. Cowboys lost in Lawrence, 83-54 last night. Uh, by the way, Texas Tech and TCU in Fort Worth. Horn Frogs win 85-78 tonight. Baylor at UCF, Cincinnati at West Virginia uh, going on in the Big 12. So uh, Nuggets and the Thunder tonight, Parker. And the injury report does not look good for Oklahoma City. J-Dub. Out, ankle injury. It may be something that, you know, lasts longer. We'll have to wait and see. Did not look good in that loss to Minnesota when he hobbled off on one foot back to the locker room uh, the other night. Isaiah Joe, sternum contusion. He's out tonight. Lou Dort, questionable with with an ankle issue. Uh, SGA has been feeling ill. He has been listed as questionable for tonight. We'll see if they update it. Uh, Chet Holmgren has a, a problem with a left ankle sprain, so we'll see. Uh, the Nuggets, though, uh, the Joker has a lower back issue. He is also, uh, I think, questionable for tonight as well, unless they've updated it. But uh, and the bottom line is Denver will not be in a good mood. Now, they're a 100% different team without the Joker in the lineup. But, again, when you don't have J-Dub and Isaiah Joe and you may not have who knows with Dort, SGA, and Chet, but remember, Oklahoma City is 2-1 and one against the uh, world champions this year. And the last time they met back in late December in the Mile High City, Oklahoma City won by a mile. They won by 26 against Denver. So the Nuggets will come in in a foul mood. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens tonight at the Paycom Palace, 7 o'clock tonight. Okay, uh, 4.05. 651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I do want to mention, by the way, the uh, Jalen Moore sound, our Ortho Central clip of the day. We appreciate Ortho Central very much for what they do in Norman, Midwest City, and they're, of course, in Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard as well now. They're full-service clinics, have a great reputation for treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. Let's get back to the text line. Let's do it. A listener down in Georgia says, 
Regarding a 7-9 and nine conference record, has Steely gone soft or woke? Since when is a losing conference record considered a great result for OU? What did I say about a 7-9 and nine conference record? Did I say something about, did I? I'm old. I may have forgotten. Probably talking I'm about si- what OU basketball needs to get to in order to make the tournament. Yeah, well, we're, we're talking about 18, so 8 and 10 is what we're talking about. Nobody's happy with that. Nobody's would be. But that's probably going to be the magic number, and you might get in at 7 and 11. The bottom line is you need to get to the NCAA tournament, and I think 8 gets you there. As we talked about yesterday, Parker, that gets you to 20 victories on the season. And, again, Porter's first two years weren't very good. You know, they were overmatched in a really good conference. So if you can get to the tournament – you had a successful season. Yeah, and but I, yeah, it, I, I would go so far as to say, as long as OU makes the tournament, the conference record literally does not matter. I mean, can you, off the top of your head, tell me what OU's conference record in the sport of basketball was in any given year over the last decade? No, because it's not something we remember. It's not something we hold on to. You get to the conference yeah. tournament, things happen. You get to the NCAA tournament, you make the field of 68, guess what? That's really all that matters at that point. Because once you get to the field of 68, anything can happen. And conference record is generally not something that in the sport of college basketball we use to gauge success because it's largely irrelevant in the grand scheme unless you end up on the wrong side of the bubble as Oklahoma did a couple years back when they were, I want to say, the second team out of the field. Obviously, conference record mattered. I believe OU's was 7-10 and 10 that year. But, again, at the end of the season and in posterity, when we look back on this basketball season for Oklahoma, no one will care what their record was in conference. What we will remember about this team is whether or not they made the field of 68 and how far they went. Yeah, I, I can't remember anybody like, well, what'd you think of the Sooners season? Well, you know, pretty good. They got to the tournament. That's nice. But that conference record, let me tell you something, man. You know, I mean, nobody does that. In these political terms we throw around, and, and yeah, I hate Steely. a lot of what's that. But, yeah, it's, it's like we have the big, biggest bunch of followers on every side that will just, you know, Tweet the the buzzword of the day, and I'm talking about both. Like I said, I hate both sides of the aisle, both of them equally. They're both insane. So yeah, but you know, I'm not. Nobody thinks that's great, but you have to consider where the program has been, right? And not very good. First two years for Porter. I'm I'm happy for Porter Moser because I think he's worked his tail off, and I think he's a good basketball coach, and I think he cares a lot about the program. This guy's not only been thinking about X's and O's. He's been going to the fraternities, the sororities. He's been head coach, part marketing director. This guy knows basketball. And next year when they get to the SEC, um, you know, it's going to be a little bit easier. It's not going to be a cakewalk. But I don't know. It's like going from the uh, the major leagues maybe to to AAA. So I uh, I hope that uh, they can get to that that mark. And again, I think we both agree that eight and ten should get them there. And then if you get to the tournament, let's see what happens. Right? 
Big Rich in OKC says, if you put the Kansas center on this team, they could go a long, long way. Uh, yeah, you put Hunter Dickinson on just about any team, they could go a long, long way. Certainly having a guy that size and a guy that talented on the interior would help Oklahoma, but the reality is, I think for yet another year, if Oklahoma makes a deep run, it's going to be in spite of what they have down low as opposed to because of what they have down low. Sam Godwin has showed a lot of promise at times. John Hughley has had his moments. Obviously, Jalen Moore is coming off a career high last night at Bramlage Coliseum. But all in all, those just aren't the type of big men that of their own volition are going to carry you deep into the NCAA tournament. The Sooners are going to have to rely yeah. on their guard play. They're going to have to lean on Javian McCollum and Milo Suzanne and hopefully an improved effort, especially in the shooting department from Otega Owe. By the way, we've got Kelvin against Bill Self coming up at Allen Fieldhouse this Saturday, right? Ooh. In that nationally televised game at 3 o'clock. That, that, like I said, man, the job that Kelvin Sampson has done at Houston has been amazing. And, uh, you know, I know he was in the NBA as an assistant for a while. I'm happy to have him back in college basketball. He made a mistake with the techs at OU and everything, and which seems like such a little thing nowadays. But it was against the rules. But he, I think, was was uh, is more of a college basketball coach. And, man, Houston plays hard. They rebound the basketball. You get some good players who can score, too, like Jamal Shedd. It'll be interesting because there's no return matchup. This is basically uh, probably the Big 12 championship on the line in this matchup coming up on Saturday. I got a text. Daily, I bet you love those men, in quotes, competing in lady sports, too. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I just love that. No, yeah. I think that's one of the most ridiculous things ever is what I think. I think it's totally, totally Ridiculous. Listen, Absolutely ridiculous. A listener in the 918 says, Steely's gone vegan. <laughs> I have not. But, yeah, like, I like, uh, sure, yeah, let's uh, I think that's one of the worst things we have going right now. It's totally, absolutely ridiculous. Anyway. All right. 405-651-3439. The uh, text line is heating up. And, uh, man, let's talk a little uh, Sooner football. We have uh, Drake Stoops and uh, Walter Rouse in the uh, East-West Shrine Bowl tomorrow, Frisco, Texas, on the NFL Network. And then on Saturday in the Senior Bowl, we have uh, Tyler Guyton and Andrew Rame representing the Sooners in Mobile. So let's get into that. Let's see what's going on in the portal. Let's see what's happening with the 2025 class. We'll ask Parker about that. When we get back here to Mitchell's Jewelry, where the Super Bowl sale is underway. Keep it right here. We are back at a Norman institution and a great event. Mitchell's Jewelry on Main Street in Norman. They've been uh, here for 11 years. They've been around Norman since 1981. Their Super Bowl sale going on uh, right now through this Sunday Save 50% on an item when you bring in five cans of soup or another food item to benefit Meals on Wheels of Norman. Great, great, great way to help out in the community for those who need it the very most. And when you're out here, you might just find the perfect Valentine's gift for your sweetheart as well here at Mitchell's Jewelry. Newt Mitchell joins us. I'm looking here in your lounge area. 
at the uh, the New Mitchell Hall of Fame here in this uh, collage. Norman High School, O-line, right, 1972, on to Wichita State. Now, tell me about your football journey. Uh, I left uh, from uh, Norman High. Me and another guy walked on at NEO okay. in Northeastern A&M yeah. back when they were a major powerhouse, and we ran the Oklahoma drill, and I got a scholarship from doing that, and that's how I got started, and then had opportunity to go to Wichita State after there. There was the plane half- crash. Yeah, right yeah. afterwards. Yes, five years after when I went there, and it, there was, uh, you know, a few other opportunities. But I went there because it's close, and they played a lot of schools in the Big Eight, and that's what I wanted to do. And who was your O line coach at Wichita State? Philip Fulmer. Philip Fulmer. Who else was on that staff? Now was Neil Jeffries the head coach then, or was no, he an assistant? It's Jim Wright. It's a lot okay. of t- Tennessee guys. Uh, John Stuckey, who played uh, nose guard for K-State, was there. Okay. And uh, Philip Former and, and Bubba Baker and uh, um, Jim Wright. You know, he was a Tennessee assistant and came there and stuff. So uh, Clarence Hudson, he played at Iowa State and stuff. So there was a good staff. It was a good time. Uh, our claim to fame was uh, we played uh, – Tulsa, our last game of my senior year at Tulsa, they ranked 13th in the nation. That's back when they had uh, uh, the the wide receiver from Putnam City. Mm-hmm. Largent. And, yeah, and uh, uh, I did a deal with my manager. I told him, I said, if we beat them, we get this, we get, I get my equipment taken home, and I kept it. There so, you go. So we ended up beating them, and they were ranked uh, 13th in the nation, and it was back before ESPN, and uh, – we were actually on a regional TV then, and that was pretty, pretty awesome. So now for Norman High, did you play? Was it Mike Simmons? Was he here, your head coach? No, I played Gene Corrado. Gene Corrado. Okay, so Simmons came after Corrado, and then it was Urban Rowley. Right, and then on to uh, Cotton Wade, I guess after that. So Gene Corrado, legendary coach as well. I bet he was. Uh, was he a little bit of a taskmaster master yeah. back in the day? Most of the coaches were the old yeah. school coaches. Yeah, yeah. It was Ray Little John was there. Irvin Rowley was my line mm-hmm. coach. And yeah, staff. yeah. Bill Lamb was another assistant coach there on staff. So they were they were hardcore. You know, we was back when uh, you know three days were still legal. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I never went. We had the two days, of course. I think we had to do a three a day like twice. We had a really bad practice. But belly flops, Oklahoma drill, I mean, it was it was a lot different back then, no doubt. So um, how did you get in this business? Well, basically, uh, I got started dabbling with uh, uh, coins and stuff, and, and I got into jewelry, and then I said, well, this is pretty nice because you're always a part of somebody's special occasion or something, mm-hmm. birthday, anniversary, getting engaged or push gift or just a special promotion and stuff and it was it was a fun deal and we just you know fell in love with being able to help people and and have them pick out something and and they're excited about giving it to their significant other or their girlfriend or whatever yeah shay and i have been here like i said we got our engagement ring here and a lot of times we've come by here and she's got an earrings or a ring or whatever but she loves it here and every time we've come in here we always feel like we just got a great deal you know you never feel like, man, I wish we hadn't paid quite that much. We always walk away feeling like we got a fair deal, and she's always very happy. So, all right, uh, you're a big football guy. What are your feelings on the direction of the uh, Sooner football program now after Brent led the Sooners 
you know, to a 10-win season in year two? Well, he's a quality guy, and, and uh, he's not going to break the rules or something like uh, a lot of people that we're going to be playing against. But uh, uh, I think he'll get it done. Like I said, he's getting ple- people in here, quality young men, and, you know, having them go in and, and be a part of something that's special and stuff. I think it'll be great, great for the fans. And, you know, you got to come to work every week because you're going to play some really good teams next year. Yeah. you uh, Do you think going to the SEC was the right move? Uh, it's Everything's about, you know, the bottom line yeah. and stuff. And right. I just think it'll, it'll make them stronger and, and uh, you know, they'll figure it out. And, and, you know, one thing about Oklahoma, they do whatever it takes to get to where they want to be. And uh, they, they got good leadership with Joe and – Josie and stuff, and so I think it'll be there. We need to keep Joe Castiglione around for like 25 more years. I medical advances, whatever, because that guy has been an absolute grand slam home run. And uh, I agree, the Sooners usually find a way. Oklahoma football is that important. But again, I, Brent is not going to take the uh, the fast, cheap, easy, could get you in trouble kind of route. He's trying to build a culture. All right, so four. Kansas City Chiefs from OU in the Super Bowl, two 49ers, six uh, former OU players in the Super Bowl, most of any other school in the country. Who do you like in the Super Bowl? The Chiefs. I like the Chiefs and stuff, and I just think they've been there, and and I look for them to go out and probably score first and, and uh, try to put the 49ers where they're, you know, chasing that, that score and stuff in the game. But uh, – you know, I like that quarterback's just something else. And that, when you get down to the finals, you go to the the best quarterback and stuff. And, you know, he's been around and he's got the pedigree and stuff. For the young guy, Purdy, he's he's just starting out and he's in his, you know, second second year and stuff. And he, he's a great story. But I just think it's just a world of difference in, in quarterbacks right now. Quarterback means uh, quite a bit at uh, every level, but particularly – uh, at the NFL level, and Mahomes has been there and done that. So I'm, I'm hoping for a good game, and, and I think we'll have one. Newt, thank you so much. Thanks for coming out. Absolutely. everything you guys do for the community, too. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Newt Mitchell here, and Gina was on earlier, and uh, good people. They're going to treat you right here at Mitchell's Jewelry. We can speak from experience in our family. Uh, they've had a lot of dealings with Mitchell's Jewelry over the years, and we love what they're doing here again with the Super Bowl sale benefiting meals on wheels of norman all right parker let's get some texts in 405-651 next segment we will get to the uh recruiting in the portal stuff by the way excellent to the confer or i mean sorry to the text line we go uh, obviously many people weighing in on the conversation surrounding oklahoma's conference record and what it needs to be at year's end in order for the sooners to make the field of 68 but this listener from the 918 says Y'all hit the nail on the head. OU fans complain no matter what. First, we didn't rebound and turned it over too much. Now we're better at that, so it's on to free throws. And while there is some truth to that, while it is true that fans in general, especially certain members of the text line, will find things, dig up things to complain about, it is also objectively true that shooting free throws the way that Oklahoma has shot free throws the last week or so is not a sustainable way to win basketball games, especially in the Big yeah. 12. 
No doubt. Yeah, it, it, it's a recipe for disaster. But, again, last night the bottom, you know, Al Davis just win, baby, and they did. And, uh, you know, if they win ugly at UCF again on Saturday, guess what? That'll be another great victory. But, yeah, and particularly, you know, at, at Big 12 tournament time, and I think they're they're on their way to the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, big games like that, you, you keep missing free throws. And it seems to be, again, Parker, over these last couple games, Tech and then in Manhattan last night, kind of a contagious thing. And also, I don't know what Godwin shot for the year percentage-wise. And, look, Godwin did a lot of really good things last night, a lot. He played tough, had a heck of a game, but he was also 3 of 9 from the charity stripe. So they, it's not sustainable to win big games like that. But bottom line is they did get the dub last night. All right, let's get another couple more in. Uh, Postal Sooner asks, the bigger question is how many players can Porter keep from leaving and keep this team intact for next season? Yeah, that's a good question, Parker. And uh, it was Casey who asked us, I think, earlier about um, uh, Cooper, right? Wasn't about it Casey, Cooper, I believe? Yeah. Cole in yeah. Casey. Cole in Casey, yeah. Well, and that's another thing is, you know – you have to weigh again. That's another part of the equation. Maybe you think a kid's not ready and you like to redshirt him, but maybe that also means that, you know what, kids these days, a lot of them, they want something right now, man. They want something right now. It's not like the old days where a kid would wait around maybe a couple of years and, you know, be patient and then get their opportunity. So I don't know. That's a good question. But from what I hear, T. Rowe was talking about this the other day. Both the young freshmen, the highly touted freshmen, appear to be, you know, fairly, uh, I'm sure they'd like to be playing, but they, they don't seem to be malcontents or not uh, yeah. not taking part in practice and, and, uh, and playing hard and all that kind of stuff. And that's what you got to have these days in college basketball. you got to have guys who, from the get-go, are bought in enough to be okay redshirting if they're asked to redshirt. Obviously, Luke Northweather was last year. He has become a rotation piece for the Sooners this season, and you would expect the same will be true for Caden Cooper and Jacob Cole next year. Now, a listener in California says, basketball talk in late January, sleeping emoji. So, for those that are tired of basketball talk, Steely, there is football happening. Now, you mentioned it a while back. Mm-hmm. Walter Rouse, Drake Stoops down at the Shrine Bowl, Tyler Guyton and Andrew Rame out at the Senior Bowl, and a couple of those guys in particular have really shown out in a strong manner. And we'll dive into that a little bit later on. Yeah. Tell that Billy Bob to go work on his carburetor, all right? In California? It, it, do they still yeah, have well, carburetors I mean, out they, there? They still work on carburetors in California. They got some Billy Bobs out in California. I'm just saying. I ain't talking football. Shut up. All right, 405-651-3439. <laughs> we are going to talk about the portal. And or here's an idea. Get a subscription, you cheap bastard, to one of those services. Jeez, some of these losers, I tell you. All right, we're going to take a break right here. Mitchell's Jewelry and Norman, we will talk uh, 2025 class, any portal updates. We will do that next right here on The Ref. We are back here at Mitchell's Jewelry, ladies and gentlemen, and they've got a great event happening right now. Happy to be out here. 
Super Bowl sale is happening through this Sunday. You can save 50% on one item when you bring in five cans of soup or another food item. For Meals on Wheels of Norman, it's a great way to help out those in need in the Norman community. That's always a great thing. And you might be able to find out here, well, I know if you're you're looking for a great Valentine's gift or the wife or girlfriend, the fiancé, they've got a great selection here at Mitchell's. They are big time, been here in Norman for a long time, since 1981 here on uh, Main Street, just north and across Main Street from Panera Bread for 11 years, and uh, you will get a great deal here. Shay and I have been here so many times, and we've always thought, man, you know what? That was a heck of a deal. You never you never feel again like, yeah, maybe we paid a little too much. Never felt that way. They're, they're good folks here. Repeat business, repeat customers come to Mitchell's all the time because they – they're dealt with very professionally, and they get a great deal and a great, great piece of jewelry here at Mitchell's. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. I, I probably overreacted to that guy. Sometimes I just get sent over the edge. So my most humble apology to that gentleman. Sometimes in today's society, finally you have a Twitter text line blow up. So... I'm sorry. Very sorry. Was that genuine enough? I'll accept it. Thank you very much. There are tears that are rolling down my cheeks right now. That listener in California says, I like a bitter, grumpy, steely. However, hillbillies out here? You live in Oklahoma. Just saying. Well, I guess he's right about that. But there are hillbillies in California. You know, there are glamorous people in California. You've got some hillbillies out there. We, You know, the Okies who fled to California, there was a hillbilly exodus there for a while. You know, Grapes of Wrath, John Steinbeck. <laughs> but um, hillbilly exodus, hillbilly. that's, that's, that's going to be the name of Steely's cover band. When that sounds like a Red Dirt world. band or something, doesn't it? Like... Red Dirt or uh, Hillbilly Exodus. But I apologize. I'm human. I, I get I get very upset in this current climate with social media sometimes. And this isn't social media, but that was not very professional. Okay. Porter Moser's uh, biggest fan on the text line asks, has Tory Blaylock committed to anybody? He is really, really good. No, he mm-hmm. has not committed anywhere, but I have a future cast in favor of Oklahoma for the outstanding running back out of Humble, Texas. And I think as things stand right now, he is the most likely candidate to end up in OU's 2025 hall at the running back position. Are they taking one running back? Or I, I know it depends on, on who. Yeah, it depends on and He's a highly rated four-star kid, correct? Um what kind of running style are we talking about with Blaylock? I mean, he's a bit more diminutive, so speed elusiveness more so than a power type of guy. He's only about five foot nine, but real instinctual runner, real good vision. Again, he's got a strong football pedigree. Dad Derek played running back in the league for several years in the early two thousands. So there's a lot to like about what he brings to the table. And I think it's interesting what DeMarco Murray has made an effort to do these last few cycles because you get 
get a little bit of a thunder and lightning type of dynamic. Javante Barnes is the thunder. Gavin Sawchuck's the lightning. Caleb Hicks is the thunder. Dalen Smothers was the lightning. Now he's gone, obviously. Same thing with Taylor Tatum and Xavier Robinson. If you're only taking one in 2025, Blaylock definitely tends more towards the lightning end of the spectrum. But I will be curious to see what Oklahoma does with a couple of in-state guys that are very, very highly regarded at the running back position, Caden Knighton from Winniewood and Demarius Robinson from Edmond. I think both of those guys might end up getting Andy Bast. Ah, there you go. There you go. All right, 405-651-3439. The portal, you believe, is done for OU with uh, Hatchet's uh, yeah. commitment to Oklahoma, and you're, you're just kind of waiting on the spring portal, right? Pretty much at this point, yeah. That's all I expect for Oklahoma until the post-spring window. And even then, there might not – There might not be anybody in the post-spring window that OU swings at, but obviously we won't know for sure until we get an idea of who's going to be in the portal after spring ball. All right, and our transfer portal updates, as always, brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. You can call Brent and rely on his 25 years of roofing, remodeling, and construction experience, 405-831-8222 or online at brentswift.com. What more do you need than Coach Switzer's endorsement? And we've we've heard uh, Coach talking up Swiftco and Brent uh, here on the ref. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer, Chevrolet text line. Jay in Tulsa says, guys, I think it's time to start processing some of these jackhole texters. Well, I mean, that really that wasn't that bad. It was just basically a way of saying, man, just can you talk some more football? And I get it. And sometimes today felt like a basketball-heavy day. There's really nothing happening in the portal. There's really nothing happening, uh, you know, commitment-wise. We do have the Super Bowl coming up. We'll have some audio, I'm sure, from uh, all the uh, – probably won't get any from James Winchester or Braden Willis, but who knows? You might next week but it's kind of we're kind of in basketball season too so anyway the broken right, a- uh, broken arrow fat boy says the hillbilly exodus from oklahoma to california raised the iqs in both states <laughs> i like that drew from hillbilly Flower exodus House. would be a good it would be a good band name yeah, i think we stumbled yeah. upon something there drew from probably Flower somebody playing somebody's playing the uh the uh, stand-up bass, maybe? Blowing yeah. in a jug? You know, one of those kind of bands? Yeah, Hillbilly Exodus definitely has an upright bass. No question yeah. about that. Drew from Flower Mound asks, so is there going to be a Grape of Wrath for Mule Shoe? I don't know, man. Mule Shoe uh, went from Golden Boy to Bomb out there pretty much in two years' time, right? I mean, Bill Plasky, the most prominent uh, voice out there, or, you know, print guy, L.A. Times forever, um, you know, has uh, basically said he sucks after the season. And, of course, he got in trouble with the media, too, tried to ban uh, a media member. I mean, he just did mule shoot things. And now as they head into their uh, third season there, I don't know if Mule Shoe's on thin ice, but I don't think he's 
very well liked out there by a large chunk of the fan base right now. Did you see On3 put out a list this morning? Well, one of On3's national voices put out a list of what he believes the top 10 head coaches in college football are. And get this, Brian Kelly was not on the list. Dan Lanning was not on the list. Brent Venables was not on the list. But Mule Shoe was. Really? Yes. Wow. Hmm. I mean, he did a nice job in his first year. And Mule Shoe, you know, the shady individuals out there, they can thrive for a while in this environment. There's shadiness on social media. There's shadiness everywhere. You know, there's shadiness in coaching. Tennessee may be getting nailed here real soon, right? We'll see what happens. But shady people don't last long term. And uh, so we'll see. Like I said, you've got a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. And you had, again, a, a situation where they won, what, five games, right? You're talking about USC? Not going to cut it. Yeah. They won seven games. They won. Oh, yeah, it was seven and five. That's right. Seven and five. My bad. I wish they would have won only five games. They've got a pretty uh, rugged slate in the Big Ten next year, too. I want to see an absolute blizzard and see dry fit mule shoe out there just shivering. <laughs> dry fit mule shoe. And oh. then, like, we'll see a scene over on the sideline, like, Jack Torrance in The Shining when he's frozen after going through the maze chasing Danny. Now, not that we, we're rooting for a fatality there like Jack Torrance, but just Mule Shoe frozen on the sidelines for a while would be nice. A 405 listener says, I like grapes. Mule Shoe gets a black licorice of wrath. <laughs> Man, do you like licorice, Twizzlers, or... I'm I try to remember the last time I had any of those. I it's been a long time. Candy, but I will indulge in a Twizzler every now and again. What would be your go-to candy if you had uh, the candy draft? What would be number one for you? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. There are several candidates. I like Reese's. Well, no, probably not Reese's. I like Jelly Bellies. Mounds are mm-hmm. very polarizing. I like mounds. I understand many do not. I am a dark chocolate and coconut type of guy. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Exactly. And generally, I do not feel like a nut, so I tend towards mounds as opposed to almond joys. Mike and Ike's were always a go-to for me, but now with older teeth, I've got to be very careful. You know, you have a filling or something, and Mike and Ike can pry it loose every now and then, but Dr. Brooks is always there if that happens. But And a Reese's is always solid. Uh, they're always really good. All right, break time here. We're at Mitchell's Jewelry. They have the big Super Bowl sale. Bring out canned food items, five canned food items. Save 50% on one item here at Mitchell's Jewelry. They are benefiting Meals on Wheels of Norman, doing great work in the community here at Mitchell's. Don't forget their Antwerp Diamond event coming up Friday, February 9th through Sunday, February 11th. Mitchell's Jewelry always gives away and Antwerp Diamond, we're talking top-notch, best you can get during this event. This will be their 72nd diamond. Everyone who orders or purchases a diamond during this event is eligible to win their diamond and up to 5000 
$1,000. That's awesome here at Mitchell's. Take a break. One more segment. Let's work some texts in when we get back as well. Keep it right here on the home of Sooner fans. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Parker Thune for the bowling event tonight has said he's over and under at 150. 160. One, oh, he's, TJ, he's brought it up to 160. No, 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 no. That was the original line. That's what I'm that was the original. Okay, that's the original line. All right. There you go. Is Teddy going for 69 again tonight? You think so? Yeah. That, that may have been the most impressive score of last year, the way he had to do that. In the uh, on the last frame to get one pin, pretty impressive, and he did it. Pulled it off. That's what good athletes do, right? They come through in the clutch. All right, uh, Riverwind Casino, get on out there, play with your wild card. I encourage you all the time to use that wild card because that is going to give you a chance to get extra entries into these big time promotions. And again. Uh, we're talking about promotions at Riverwind where you have a chance to win a ton of cash and bonus play. And uh, 80K Leap Into Love promotion uh, is happening. That's the Friday night drawing. And then on Saturdays, February 10th and February 24th, uh, you know, get extra entries also for Cupid's Mad Dash. And uh, you can win a ton of cash and bonus play. This is all in addition to the jackpots they give away every month, which is in the millions. And, again, you've got great dining options at Riverwind, whether it's the River Buffet, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant. Food Court is amazing. Uh, newly renovated there. It's great. And uh, we've got a show this weekend, if you like Yacht Rock, and I do, Air Supply, Saturday nights. Uh, later in February, Scotty McCreary will be on the uh, Showplace Theater stage in March. Jay Leno, Jim Gaffigan, two really good comedians in March and April. The Singing Cowboy from Yellowstone, the series, Ryan Bingham, is going to be having a show in April. Kip Moore, and then in May, Brantley Gilbert. Many more to come. Uh, always something to do. Cash, bonus play, prizes to be won at the one and only Riverwind Casino. Okay, um, anything we didn't touch on today that we – oh, OU women's basketball tonight. It's a huge game for Jenny Baranchak and company. Six o'clock at the LNC ESPN+. Plus. They host number two, Kansas State. OU is won seven of eight. K-State beat Oklahoma by 17 in Manhattan January 10th. Ioka Lee not playing, but guess what? Kansas State still only lost one game on the season. But this would be a, a great situation to go watch the Sooner women try and pull off this upset, protect the home court against the uh, number two team in the country tonight. Uh, let's get a couple more checks in before we get out of here. Due to inflation, 69 is now 96, says a listener in the 405. <laughs> There's a lot of inflation out there. That's for damn sure. Cherokee Sooner is once again accusing you of staying home to watch the Thunder game tonight. No, they're real festivities, but I'm sure we will be watching the Thunder there as well. Although it could be a rough night for OKC again. J-Dub not going to play. Isaiah Joe's not going to play. Shea's been sick. Chet's got a left ankle that's sore. Lou Dort has an ankle issue. We'll see. I haven't seen the injury report, but I know Nikola Jokic, the the Joker, also has been dealing with some back pain and was questionable for tonight. Plus, as I said, Denver's going to come in very angry. The last time these two teams met, Oklahoma City's won two of three, so this is the final go-round for these teams tonight. Last time they met, December 29th, in the Mile High City, Oklahoma City won by 26. 
and embarrassed the Nuggets on their home floor. So we'll see what happens tonight. Outlaw Devil wants to know, with Tennessee under investigation for possible NIL violations and supposedly other big programs to come, who do you suspect those programs might be? Hmm. Hopefully Missouri. <laughs> right? I knew that's I where mean, you were going. I want to see a uh, an earthquake or uh, some disaster hit Columbia, and everybody survives, and uh, you know they don't have any injuries or anything. But uh, Missouri fans have become super annoying, like the little punky kid who gets a bodyguard, and you can't stuff him in the locker anymore. But the bodyguard can't be there twenty four seven. It's time for Oklahoma to stuff Missouri back in the locker in Columbia next year. That would be nice. Very nice. You can't stuff people in lockers anymore. You know what? The days when we could stuff people in lockers were the good old days. People knew their place. You didn't get any of those little punks on social media coming after you. They got their butt stuffed in lockers and learned their lesson. That's the society we yearn for here. Uh, Maybe. Thanks to Gina and Newt out here, Mitchell's Jewelry. I appreciate them very much. You guys have a great Wednesday.